The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I just Matt Mosley right on the dot, right at 4 o'clock. Here we go. Uh, big day ahead. Big day of basketball. Bears have uh, Oklahoma Sooners in town. Porter Moser has brought a new element to that uh, basketball team. And we're going to get you started tonight a little early on the pregame show. Well, it's, I think it's a normal pregame show. Game, tips at 6. The pregame show will start around 5.30. So we got to say goodbye early tonight. So we got to pack a lot of uh, great stuff into a short amount of time. I think Aaron Sexton, I think he's up to the challenge. Uh, I know that uh, we've got uh, we got all sorts of things planned for you. We gave out some tickets yesterday, a four-pack of tickets. The answer to that question, as I was signing off yesterday, was Jerome Lambert was the leading rebounder in Baylor basketball. Well, he was the leading rebounder in the country that year. That would have been ninth, circa eh, 1990. This, 92 or 93. Anyway, he was the leading rebounder in the country. Then a scandal hit, and he had to go elsewhere, uh, as did uh, a couple of other players that ended up finishing at other universities. Tyrone, somebody, was uh, finished at K-State, and then um, Jerome, I think, finished at Oklahoma State, probably for uh, Coach Eddie Sutton there at the time. And then years later, we uh, had uh, uh, John Lucas III, when another scandal hit in 03, John Lucas III finished elsewhere, almost won a national title at Oklahoma State. And then Lawrence Roberts uh, finished at Mississippi State, really good player. And then, as I remember, Kenny Taylor finished at the University of Texas. He was a three-point shooter. All right, uh, lots to get to today. I've just sent a text, um, and... Um, I'm going to let him know it's a it's a two five four area code, Aaron, that we're calling him from. But uh, Fran Frischel is calling the game for ESPN tonight. This game will be on ESPN two. Game will start at uh, promptly at six p.m. Um, and Scott Drew has been out there on social media telling uh, fans, "Hey, show up, let's go." If you are listening to us right now in the Dallas area, the Austin area. You could get on the road right now and make it for tip. I think even if you waited till like 4.15 or 4.20, you'd have a shot. The traffic gets a little crazy getting out of those towns, as you well know. But Houston, eh, I don't know. You, you better watch it on TV if you're listening from Houston. Austin, Dallas, I think you could still make it. All right? Especially, uh, it kind of depends on which side of the Metroplex you're on. But uh, just get out there and get going. And, and they need you to show up. The students do not return to Baylor until January 18th. So students are still at home, and they have not started to filter back. In fact, they've got to do their COVID testing as they come back to campus and all that. So I don't think we can have a lot of kids showing back early. So this needs to be the city of Waco. We need our citizens, our Baylor fans, to show up in mass tonight. All right? We don't have that little... Uh, Cracker Jacks, we're going to have that beautiful new venue. It's going to hold 7,500 at the most. This one still holds about 10. 
So we got to get got to get as many people in there as possible tonight. And um, I'm sure Aaron, if he weren't uh, if he wasn't running the uh, the game for the station, would be right over there in the midst of all that crowd. But uh, exciting times for Baylor, and uh, we will uh, we will be on top of all of that for you. Uh, some breaking news today on the Baylor front. Got the news earlier today that Baylor and TCU. For tomorrow night, the Baylor women, TCU women, that game has been postponed. COVID has uh, uh, undermined the Baylor's conference opener. It was going to be Nikki Collins' first conference opener. It will not happen. I mean, it may happen at some point, but it won't happen Wednesday. And the Texas game, I believe, is the following one after that. We'll just have to stay tuned. We'll just have to see. What they do usually on these things, when I remember the men's program when they had COVID last year, when they had COVID issues, you know, it can well last a while. I mean, that that team was out of commission for ooh, about two weeks at least. It almost felt like two and a half, three weeks after a Texas game in Austin, and then they uh, then they were out for a little while. Uh, Aaron, you remember that well. Then the Bears came back. They were rusty as all get out, and then they kept uh, they kept coming. They kept on. Uh, they kept on fighting back, and then they went and won a national title. Let's hope the women can get that kind of bump and uh, can get going again because they lost the other night, uh, Sunday. They lost to K State at K State, 68-59. Now, of course, I was uh, at the Cowboys game. Admittedly, I can't say that I was dialed in on the uh, women's game. I do know that they were only had about seven players. So they didn't have much depth um, in that game. I don't think they'll use that as an excuse. I'm just saying kind of what Aaron has passed along to me. I'm now quoting you, Aaron. According to Aaron Sexton of ESPN Central Texas, Baylor was a little bit uh, understaffed in that game. Does that sound right to you, Aaron? Am I reporting that accurately? Uh, Yeah, I believe uh, John said that they had seven players available for that game. So – Already a short okay. bench, and it was even shorter um, for the Kansas State game. Yeah, yeah, short bench for that K-State game. 68-59, they lose. And uh, we uh, we will get you ready, though, tonight. Uh, that's going to be fun, and you can hear all the action. ESPN Central Texas, that starts up at, uh, at 6 o'clock. You can watch it on ESPN, too, but you, uh, turn down the sound. I better watch what I say, though, because we're about to have the TV man on with us. Fran Fraschilla, the, uh, the the great Big 12 analyst, uh, is going to join us, and there's a lot of things we might want to get into with him uh, on this Baylor team. And uh, there's some things that uh, – and, and by the way, Aaron, I ran uh, – I was racing in right at the start of the show because I went to get some hot tea with honey. I did not want to – uh, be struggling today. I've struggled a little bit yesterday with the voice after not getting much sleep for a few days and then covering the Sugar Bowl followed by that Cowboys game. Just not much sleep. But I got some sleep and I'm ready to go. Also wanted to use this opportunity to wish somebody very special to me a happy birthday. It is the happy 74th birthday to my father and uh, former defensive tackle at Baylor. My namesake, although I'm not a junior, he's John Dean. I'm John Matthew. But uh, my sister and I made the trip to uh, 
to see Dad today in Kaufman, Texas. So I'm scrambling back to get to my uh, studios, my Central Texas studios. But we did make the trip and uh, got to see Dad on his birthday and even got to go to My Love, My Love Cafe, I believe it's called. Had some, uh, oh, had some meatloaf there and mashed potatoes to go with some fried okra, some half-and-half half tea, half-sweet, half-unsweet, and um, kind of that made my day. Made me sleepy a little bit, but uh, fun to, to visit with Dad. Aaron, if you would take the opportunity to wish my father a happy 74th birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Mosley. I saw that earlier on Twitter. That's, that's pretty awesome. Did you see that mean picture of him, Aaron, in the background? They used to do that back in the day. They would have like the – the football players kind of pose in a very angry, like almost sometimes like they were diving at the camera. Right. And uh, we have like a blow up of that. that somebody, I think we gave to dad at some point. He's got it in his law office there in Kaufman, uh, county seat, by the way. Sorry, Terrell. I know Terrell has more people, but we are the county seat. Um, and uh, so we had that in the background. But uh, number 74 would get after you. Had good, uh, good speed. You know, good, more of a power guy, though. Good quickness, I should say. Speed, I don't know if we really pass that down through the family, although my daughter has some speed. May have come from the, her mom's side. Uh, but 6'3", uh, six, six, 230. Back then, Aaron, that was pretty big. I mean, if you're or 6'3", 220, whatever. He, I mean, he was, he was in that range. That's pretty big lineman back in the day, the late 60s. That's pretty good size. But... Uh, now you yeah. would play receiver. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now you just wouldn't play uh, if you were that size or linebacker or something like that. But, uh, that's exciting. Got some uh, – so Baylor – so here's the news on Baylor. They're out with COVID. Now people say, well, which side is it? Now, that's a fair question, and I got to the bottom of that pretty quickly. Although, Aaron, I was trying to tweet this news out to everybody, and where I was eating, they had no Wi-Fi. So all my – all the breaking news I was trying to put out, it was not working, and that's okay. Sometimes it's good to be in your small hometown and, and not be able. Every once in a while, though, it gets a little frustrating. But we got it going, and um, the the here's what the deal is. Baylor's the team with COVID. I think I made that obvious maybe when I was talking about them playing shorthanded. Aaron and John have been talking about that. Um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll try. I mean, one thing I had to learn the hard way is that coaches don't exactly like you to know who's out and what starters are out because then opposing coaches kind of know who what the situation is when they come out of the COVID break. Last year, I kind of found out what the situation is through various sources with the, the men's team as to, like, how many starters had COVID. And, you know, Aaron, I had my, news, my old news hat on, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to get it out there. How many of the players are? starters that have COVID. Um, Scott Drew was not pleased with my reporting. And again, that's, that's you know, it's part of the deal. We report the best we know how and put it out there, but I think Scott feels felt like maybe <laughs> maybe as a, a longtime Bear fan like I am and a Bear myself, that maybe I didn't have to get that specific with, uh, with my reporting. So Scott kind of, we had a nice visit. Uh, he gave me a little bit of a, you know, as, o- as only Scott can, the tongue lashing from Scott was in, in a fairly nice way. He didn't really shout at me, certainly did not use any rough language. But uh, just to, he explained to me that maybe that was not helpful reporting on my part. And then we were able to 
move on down the road. Other Baylor news. Abram Smith is declaring for the NFL draft. Now you say, well, man, I thought we already honored him and thought he was for sure. Well, some of these players actually would have the ability to take what would be referred to as like a COVID year or a super uh, a super senior type year, they're calling it. And so I think some of these players now, I feel like Petrie's been with us forever. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know if he has a super senior year left or whatever. I'd love to keep him. But I believe Petrie, Abram, um, I think we'll both. It's, it's just going to, you know, all this stuff's going to keep happening. And uh, and honestly, I'm excited for him. I, I, I mean, you know, sure, sure, selfishly, I'd always like to keep him as long as possible. I was looking here to see uh, what I was seeing. Okay, who I'm trying to see who who's all leaving us. Um, okay, this is interesting. They're, they're, okay, oh, here's what somebody was showing me. They, there are already people out there, uh, Aaron, that are, I, I thought this was maybe breaking news of, 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 like, somebody else that was declaring for the NFL. Again, Abram Smith, the great running back for Baylor, set the all-time uh, record for y- uh, yards in a season. I know Abercrombie put up huge yards back in the day. Shock Linwood, at one point, I thought, had a record for that. Lake Seastrunk had some great seasons. I mean, Baylor's had some unbelievable tailbacks. Alfred Anderson. Uh, hello, Alfred, if you're out there. Alfred listens to us. He actually uh, uh, whatever, whatever, streams us from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's in Mansfield, I think. Hello, Alfred. But um, the, the what I was looking at, Aaron, they, do, they got like a side-by-side of Blake Shapin and Gary Bohannon. And so I'm like, hmm, hmm, I, I'm going to have to look at what, what What's this news about? And, of course, it's somebody from one of these fan sites already breaking it down, um, which quarterback should be the starter next season. Hey, folks, let's just be a little bit excited about the Sugar Bowl. I mean, I think we've got plenty of time. we got spring football. This whole thing will work itself out. I promise you Dave Aranda will pick the starting quarterback who gives the Bears the best chance to win. Now, Bohannon is a tremendous leader. Uh, I think Shapin may be the future of Baylor football. We'll see. I mean, I Gary didn't wait this long to just have one season and then bow out. If Gary had a chance to maybe be in the NFL draft or something like that, he might think about bowing out. I don't think Gary had the time. He had a really, really fine season, but I, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to light up the draft boards. So I think Gary's going to return. Obviously, Shapin will be back. Those guys are both competitive as all get out. Have you ever known Gary Bohannon to shy away from a fight? So I, I don't I don't really know that I feel like I've got to pick a horse uh, at this point. I, I don't really like comparing people to horses. But I, I, I anyway, we'll see. We'll just kind of we'll, we'll, we'll monitor it. Sounded like J.J. Joe knew who he thinks it's going to be. Whoa, whoa. All right, that's the breaking news sounder. Aaron, what do you have for us? Uh, according to a couple of uh, online sources, uh, R.J. Sneed has entered the transfer portal. He will be a graduate transfer. All right, R.J. Sneed. And uh, that's a tough one because R.J. has been a g- tremendous part of this program. But uh, I-, I certainly wish him the best, and I get it. I mean, Taekwon was featured I think Estrada started to be featured. And while Sneed was about all they had the previous season, 
not not last se- not this past season, but the season before. Um, I and I, I really liked him as a possession receiver. I understand it. I mean, he he simply was not featured much down the stretch, and so uh, R.J. Snead will be in the portal, and I promise you, somebody's going to pick him up. A tremendous um, uh, weapon and a uh, possession type receiver, and wouldn't shock me if he ended up right in Lubbock, Texas, with old Joey McGuire. I don't know anything about that. I'm just saying. I know Joey uh, knows Snead really well and appreciates him, so wouldn't shock me. I'd also look at SMU. Always look to places that use the portal a whole lot, and uh, those are places that come to mind, Texas Tech, SMU, and then um, I'm trying to think where our old buddy Zeno went. Zeno went to South, no, UAB. He, so I don't know if he joined Zeno, but Zeno's UAB. All right, we've got the um, the famous analyst for the Big 12 basketball, Fran Fraschilla. He's on his way to the arena. Let's see if we can catch up with Fran for a minute. Let's do it next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and low temperatures falling to around 41 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, 64 the high. A cold front moves through tomorrow night. So on Thursday, we'll see mostly sunny skies and it'll be much, much cooler with a high of only 48 Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. They say that Nick Saban sent a plane back to East Lansing to, uh, when he got the job at, I guess it would have been LSU, and to, to get all his assistants, and none of them got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> And Brian Kelly had a similar situation. None of the Notre Dame people really wanted to go with Brian. I don't know what that tells you. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey there, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters with a holiday public service announcement for all the wives and significant others out there looking for Christmas gift ideas for their man. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. At Pickup Outfitters, we say the way to a man's heart is through his truck. And there's no better Christmas gift for the man in your life than something for his truck. Would your man rather have a new bathrobe or bumper or a cool light bar? Socks or a lift kit? A new wallet or new running boards? The answer seems pretty clear, doesn't it? Pickup Outfitters is your Christmas gift headquarters. Why get your man a hoodie when you can get him a slick new retractable bed cover? So don't waste money on a meat thermometer or sweatpants when you can get him a gift certificate for anything he wants for his truck. That's the way to get to a man's heart. Stop by Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. 
Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Big Ben made his regular final season game at Hinesville count as the Steelers beat the Browns 26-14 on Monday Night Football. The Washington football team will announce its new name ahead of the Super Bowl nearly 19 months after dropping the old one. But team president Jason Wright said it won't be the one that became a fan favorite early on social media team announced it will reveal its new name February 2nd, 11 days before the Super Bowl. Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams announced on Twitter that he will enter the transfer portal, but he'll also keep the Sooners as an option. The Texas Bowl tonight with LSU and Kansas State kicking off at 8 o'clock. Bader basketball back on the floor tonight in the Farrell Center hosting OU. Tip is at 6 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, getting ready for the uh, NFL draft, by the way, because Baylor players are, uh, you know, going to be on that uh, Senior Bowl roster. And that Senior Bowl will be fun. It's coming up uh, February 5th. Let's look at who Baylor has uh, presented. We're trying to uh, – now, he was on the way to the, the arena. Uh, it is Fran Fraschilla, and he's got to call the game in a little over an hour, about an hour and a half. So you never know. And if he's already there, he's been mobbed by people trying to visit with him and glad hand him but uh Fran usually he usually calls us he usually does so we'll uh we'll keep trying to get him on and if we miss him you know what the world will go on and we'll just we'll get him next time I mean these things these things happen um does the uh there's one thing I wanted to as we continue to beat the drum on this sugar bowl championship my gosh I love it I love just kind of I mean, everybody right now is wanting to partner with us. Everybody's listening to us at ESPN Central Texas. Can we just ride this thing out, get the national championship in men, uh, in men's basketball, got the uh, Sugar Bowl championship after that final game on Monday? Well, I just found out I've got a live show in, uh, let's see, where am I going to be? Well, we may be doing like a nice promo. I don't want to like scoop anybody on this but uh i understand aaron that uh coaches you know that place coaches in downtown waco nice sports bar over there uh coaches is going to have us out for a uh for a little uh national title kind of uh lead up to the national title i'll do my show and then i may stay around watch it a little bit if you want to come out hang 
Uh, I'll, uh, you know, we can we can kind of visit about the game, talk a little bit about it. But uh, I will be uh, uh, having the show, and we'll go on the road, and we'll be ready to roll from coaches. That's going to happen on Monday. And then Tuesday, I'm doing the show from over um, at the the Baylor Club, the world-famous Baylor Club. So uh, if you're a business that uh, has always thought, golly, what if we brought Mosley out? Uh, what would that do for our business? I mean, I, I don't know. I think it would go either way. Your business will either go, you know, uh, it'll either just go through the roof or it could put you out of business. But some people do like having us out. I appreciate that. And uh, we've got two shows coming up. Got a Monday live show and a Tuesday live show. And that will be a good time uh, for everyone. And I hope everybody will come out and hang with me. Now, we're still trying to get with uh, the great uh, the great Fran Priscilla. I, I did want to say we've got uh, Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys, is going to join us at 5. And then early uh, with the game tipping at 6, I think we have the Baylor pregame show. we got to go over to that, that uh, Learfield IMG, that group, and uh, John and, and uh, Nunley will be reunited for that one. They, they went out to Iowa State. And they used some other people, and I, I think everything went okay. And Nunley did some play-by-play. Sounded good to me. I thought Nunley did a fine job. But it will be great to have John Morris back on the mic, and that will be an excellent, excellent thing for everyone involved. Okay, here's the NFL news I was alluding to. Who has been invited to the Senior Bowl? Well, we're looking at uh, Jalen Petrie. Um, it, it looks like Terrell Bernard and then Abram Smith. They've all accepted invites to play February 5th in Mobile. And then uh, somebody, uh, well, our buddy, this is coming from Longquist, and he's, he's uh, instructing people to maybe go check out the USS Alabama Battleship Museum. I guess he's turned into a tour guide. Tour guide. I like the, the battleship. I like the USS Alabama. We continue to try to get Fran Fraschilla, but he's an hour and a half before tip for ESPN. So we'll just see. We'll just see how it goes. Today I was looking. Our old friend Travis Roeder writes for another site now, and uh, sadly, because of the relationship, we can't have Travis on anymore, but I was looking at some of his cut-ups on, uh, on Twitter, and I was just amazed at some of the scheme stuff the Bears were doing. Petrie was awesome, as you know. The poor right guard for Ole Miss got matched up a few times with Apu Ika. Then one time the right tackle did, and Ika lined up over in what would be called a three-gap. And, or three technique, I should say. Anyway, he, uh, yeah, gaps are like A, back, a gap, B gap, C gap. I understand these things. I just got mixed up for a second. I don't want all our film watchers to get mad at me. But Ika just destroyed that offensive line. Like if the NFL scouts start watching Ika, they, they're going to be like, okay, we need this guy. Why does Ika have such a chance to be great in the NFL? Well, it's it's extremely rare to find – like 6'2 or 6'3 people who weigh 340 or 350 pounds and are light on their feet. Bravion Roy had some good quickness for a man of his size, and he's been able to hang out in the NFL. He does not have the 
the talent, he doesn't have the quickness nor just the immense size that Apu Ika has. Now, Apu's had some, you know, a, a few kind of maturity things that we've had to kind of watch. He got suspended for a game. Some weirdness that he's gotten into. But I think for the most part, he, it's more of a just maturity standpoint. Great, great guy. I think he's a tremendous teammate. And as the season unfolded, he just got better and better. And um, in, in, and so that that defensive line, I, I was watching different players on that defensive line, whether it be Cheedy, whether it be Cole Maxwell. Um, I mean, it just it, it just was amazing. Utley is that one of our guys? Yeah, Braden Utley. the 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 battle that was won up front is what allows all those guys to make enormous plays. Now, it's also fun to watch Terrell Bernard just flat-out steamroll people and take on blocks. They would try to block him, like, with a tight end, and he literally would just kind of roll over them. When I, I kind of thought that our man uh, Bernard was going to get so banged up. You know, he got a little hurt. I think he got banged up earlier this season. Maybe he missed a game. Certainly, he, he missed most of the season, the uh, season before when he got hurt. And I just wondered if that was just always going to kind of linger with him. As the season progressed this year, he just turned into a holy terror again. He reminded me of the guy from 2019 who replaced um, Clay Johnston. And I I just, uh, I, I, I guess the greatest thing I can say is that the heartbreak kid, JT Woods and Christian Morgan and all those really good players, the, the players coming up behind them, one of the guys' names is um, Lando. Is it Lorando Johnson? Anyway, he's a backup for Petrie. I started to get to see him play more later in the season. For people that are kind of wondering, he was number 11. One of the uh, safeties is Devin Neal. He's number 14. You started to see some of those guys uh, show up a little bit more. What I don't know for sure, I need to double-check. I mean, Doyle was great this year. Matt Jones had great moments. We just need to see, like, who's all taking advantage of that extra year, who's going to the NFL. But I, I think there's going to be enough talent for them to be really good at, 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 um, on defense. They're just it's, – it's impossible to emulate or produce somebody that, that plays like um, Petrie. I mean, he, he's what, what the scouts always fall, you know, refer to as, uh, as, as just a football player. He's just a football player is what they kept telling us, and he is remarkable. All right, uh, for, for, Fran Frischilla has gotten in touch with us, and Fran's just he's trying to get over there. He's getting ready to do the game. I kind of thought we had maybe timed it out perfectly, but Fran, I mean, I get it. He's going he's to be on national TV here in a little bit, and so, you know, we may get him today, later. We might get him tomorrow. It'll be fine. I mean, I hate to cut into any of his pregame activities. The man's probably over there, you know, talking to Coach Drew and his staff. The whole staff loves him. And then everybody in the Big 12 does. I promise you, Porter Moser and his staff is now talking to Fran. So to get five or six minutes with Fran on a game day is tough. But I thought it was worth giving it a try. Now, who is Porter Moser? Well, he is the guy. He's at OU now. He replaced Lon Kruger, and Lon was a great guy, great coach. I, I, I loved Lon, but, but it was time for OU to have a new voice. 
Moser is a – I'm trying to think who I could compare him to. He kind of cu- is cut out of the same cloth as like a Frank Martin who's been at South Carolina, was at K-State before that. He is a – now, he's not as demanding like Frank could be kind of mean. I don't think Porter's like that, but he's he's extremely – he's got – he's high, high, high energy – and, I mean, he'll jump around over the sideline. He's going to be a fun guy to watch. He'll also be a fun guy for Baylor fans to heckle a little bit. And I don't know if this is fair or not. I was going to bounce this off of Fran. I now have him as the cockiest coach in America. Now, again, there may be somebody that ups, uh, unseats him, and maybe that's unfair. But I watch him. I watched him earlier in a game earlier this season, and after the game, he went over and, like, jumped over this – this. Uh, there was, like, a divider between the stands and, and where the players and everybody was, and he went over, and he's, he appears to be in his early to mid-50s, and he, he's, but he's about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's a very imposing-looking guy. And he hopped over the divider, and he, and he ran up to the fans. I mean, this is a very kind of – uh, Tony Robbins-looking character. If you know the uh, the famous motivational speaker, he's got this guy's got a little Tony Robbins in it. But I think he'll get OU going. I mean, the co- the new coaches are really impressive to me. the The new coach, and I got to look again at his name. I think his name's like o- Otsberger or Otzhofer or something like that. I'll look it up again. But he is the new coach at Iowa State, T.J. something, Otzhofer. And this man has taken a team that went 0-18 in conference last year, and they lost. One of their best players is now playing for Kansas. And they are the number eight team in the country, and they hung with Baylor the other day. They were down by 14, but they used that Hilton magic to climb back in the game. And it was enough to worry me. Bears had a five-point lead, and I think Iowa State came down and, and took a three to try to cut that lead to two, and they couldn't do it. And then at a huge moment in that game, uh, Adam Flagler hit a, a mid-range jump shot to put the Bears back up by seven, and once they had that breathing room, they were okay. Now a couple things from the end of that game. Got to get the inbounds plays. Got to get those going that was a little shaky at times too many turnovers down the stretch and I think the team needs to decide sort of okay who who who, whose hands do we want the ball in late well I would say Kenjo has to be that guy at point guard I think Flagler is is a good enough ball handler to be that player and I think probably LJ Cryer is a great free throw shooter and and a good enough guard to make that happen the rest of the players are young, youthful, or just big men who aren't great ball handlers. I love Chamo Chachua, but don't need him handling the ball late in games. Don't need Flo Thamba handling the ball late in games. Uh, Myers become a better ball handler, but probably do not need him bringing the ball up the court late in a game. All right, so the good news was he had been out with, I don't know, I I. They didn't say, they just said he was out for the game. You know, in this day and age, we just assume COVID sometimes, but I don't think they ever said. But but Meyer 
ended up scoring like 13 points in that game, and he looked more like himself. He 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 made some very uh, athletic plays at the rim, all that kind of good stuff. So uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was good to see. Bears go tonight. Tip is at six. Game is on ESPN Central Texas. Pre-game starts at 5.30. That means we're going to be off the air about 30 minutes early. I'll probably have to say goodnight. Uh, Aaron and I will have to say goodnight at about 5.24. But at 5 o'clock, stick around because we do have Brad Sham, radio voice of the Cowboys, going to join us. And that'll be, that'll be good stuff. Next, though, we have Campus Confidential. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third to seven. Diggs matched up with McLaurin. Heineke looking that way. Only heard here. And he throws it out. It's intercepted by Demarcus Lawrence. All season. Look you big tank. Touchdown, Tank Lawrence. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles Saturday after Baylor basketball on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey there, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters with a holiday public service announcement for all the wives and significant others out there looking for Christmas gift ideas for their man. They say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. At Pickup Outfitters, we say the way to a man's heart is through his truck. And there's no better Christmas gift for the man in your life than something for his truck. Would your man rather have a new bathrobe or bumper or a cool light bar, socks or a lift kit, a new wallet or new running boards? The answer seems pretty clear, doesn't it? Pickup Outfitters is your Christmas gift headquarters. Why get your man a hoodie when you can get him a slick new retractable bed cover? So don't waste money on a meat thermometer or sweatpants when you can get him a gift certificate for anything he wants for his truck. That's the way to get to a man's heart. Stop by Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Big Ben made his regular final season game at Hinesville count as the Steelers beat the Browns 26-14 on Monday Night Football. The Washington football team will announce its new name ahead of the Super Bowl nearly 19 months after dropping the old one. But team president Jason Wright said it won't be the one that became a fan favorite early on social media. The team announced it will reveal its new name February 2nd, 11 days before the Super Bowl. Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams announced on Twitter that he will 
will enter the transfer portal, but he'll also keep the Sooners as an option. The Texas Bowl tonight with LSU and Kansas State kicking off at 8 o'clock. Bader basketball back on the floor tonight in the Farrell Center hosting OU. Tip is at 6 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is time for some Campus Confidential. Lots going on in the world of college. I, mean, I even saw a spat in women's college basketball. Two of the uh, big-time coaches, one uh, retired. Aaron sent me that earlier. They're fighting with each other. But, Aaron, I'll let you take it away here. What do we want to start with? We'll start with the transfer portal. We mentioned it in the last segment, but uh, Baylor receiver R.J. Sneed has entered the transfer portal. He will be a graduate transfer. And according to Rivals, just this lets you know how big and how important the transfer portal has become. R.J. Sneed is the 1,000th scholarship player to enter the transfer portal since August 1st. A 1,000 wow. players. Since August 1st. That's an amazing stat. It really does seem like it. The And do you win anything? Will, uh, will R.J. <laughs> Sneed like, get a special award or anything? I think you should get some NIL money for being the, the thousandth uh, player. The um, You know, it's a tough one. Uh, he's a graduate transfer. He can do what he wants. I, 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 feel, I feel like Sneed's been a, a great and loyal player to the Baylor family. I kind of put think of R.J. He's been there with Charlie, been there th- with the team for uh, for many years, and you know I I feel like he should get to do what he wants to do. And uh, you know R.J. Snead was still I think a valuable part of this team, but it probably he he didn't feel like he was a focal point. Now, could he have been more of one with Tyquan Thornton likely uh, headed to the NFL? I probably. But, uh, but he's going to go ahead and, and uh, look elsewhere. But maybe we should say, Aaron, as they're saying about Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, he's in the portal, but he, he certainly is leaving his options open to come back to OU. <laughs> I mean, what a joke. That, I mean, and the OU people are buying that. Yeah, we, we still think we might get him. Well, that, that almost never works. I mean, once you're kind of thinking about leaving, and then especially when you go in the portal, you're leaving. There's no, like, oh, I think I've changed my mind. I think I'll get out of the portal and just stay right here. And last night, Aaron, you may have been headed this way, but uh, the, you saw where the Sooners ended up with uh, a quarterback that uh, will be able to step in and start if Caleb Williams is gone. Did you did you see that note? I did. Uh, quarterback Dylan Gabriel announced uh, yesterday he's transferring to Oklahoma only 18 days after announcing his intent to transfer to UCLA. He entered the transfer portal November 27th leaving UCF after three years with the program. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it's uh, – that's tough. That really is a um, tough deal for the Sooners. But Gabriel is a is a nice player. He's won at an extremely high level. I remember him having a fairly serious injury, if I'm not mistaken, a year or so ago. But uh, he's uh, he's a lefty. And uh, if you're a Sooner listening to us, you remember the last famous lefty quarterback at OU 
His name, I'll give you a hint. He's now the head coach at the University of Tennessee. Aaron, do you know this one? Josh Heupel? You got it. He was the lefty, and uh, he's put on a little weight, So, but we're not going to call him the hefty lefty. Um, the uh, that, that guy used to play at Kentucky, Jared Lorenzen. Sadly, I think we lost him recently. But um, the um, Gabriel's a nice player, but you don't. I promise you, you don't go transferring into OU if you think there's a chance Caleb Williams is staying. I mean, I would you go somewhere where you think you can start, and I think he'll have the inside track on being the starting quarterback at OU because that has become transfer U. I mean, let's go back and and look at it. Uh, Baker, Jalen. All right, uh, Kyler, even before Jalen. I mean, they've had huge success with transfers. So it it stands to reason that they they have, uh, it's a good culture for a transfer because they're used to it. They'll get you involved. He'll get in there for this spring practice. And then in the fall, I would imagine he'll end up being their starting quarterback. Did we say where Gabriel was from? Didn't he, wasn't he at UCF? Yes, it was UCF. Okay. Yeah, U- uh, University of Central Florida is where Dylan Gabriel comes from. And uh, that'll uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? According to the Athletics' Bruce Feldman, Jim Harbaugh could be considering going back to the NFL after winning the Big Ten Championship for the first time this year and making the CFP playoffs and losing to Georgia. Uh, there's rumblings, according to the article, that he's considering going back to the NFL the two jobs that would interest him the most, according to the article, would be the Raiders and the Bears. The Raiders is where Harbaugh started his coaching career, so probably would be the most likely destination. Uh, but both will be looking for coaches in the offseason. Um, and honestly, the Raiders are probably, well, I mean, you, you see, if they win this week, they will be a playoff team. So you could go to a team that's already got talent, that's already a playoff team, and take over as a head coach, that'd be a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. I, You know, it, you kind of hate it for Michigan for them to finally break through and play in a semifinal and beat Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State, their, their hated rival. And then for Harbaugh to be thinking about this. Now, he did take, I believe, somewhat of a pay cut – and, you know, I'm trying to remember kind of his contract situation. Could he be floating this out there so that Michigan will come back and, and sort of reinstate? You know, you've seen a couple of coaches. Scott Frost was one of them that took a haircut in order to stay, and then they have some incentives on getting their money back. And I, uh, I had a radio executive try to present me that option years ago. Uh, oh, here's a way you can make all your money. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Oh, I have to be number one every ratings period. Oh, good, good. That looks good. that looks like a an easy thing to do. Um, this is, uh, yeah. I, I, this whole thing is interesting to me. Harbaugh's already been successful at the NFL. If he does this, it would be a sign that he sort of thinks he's maximized what he can do at Michigan. He finally broke through. I think he would always feel good for the most part about how things ended at Michigan. Nobody can say he was a complete failure because they did make the playoff 
and, and he could go back to the NFL, and then that fan base would be excited about him. So I, I uh, this is a weird, weird guy. Um, I, I think he's still a good coach, but I think he's got to decide whether he wants to coach out his days in the NFL or do it at the college level. And how much does his passion for his alma mater play into that? So far, I just think this is kind of a, a float it out there and try to get a better contract from Michigan. That's uh, Aaron, that's what my gut tells me on this one. I was kind of the opposite. I think, I think you kind of hit it with he, he proved that he could succeed, that he won the Big Ten and finally beat Ohio State and made the playoffs, and now he sees a, a pretty, pretty great NFL job with a, a team with a, a quite a bit of talent. And I think he, he may go back. All right. Well, we'll watch it. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Reminder, we do have uh, at the uh, at, at 5 o'clock, we're going to have Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, uh, join us. If you got a question for Brad, use our CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. I think that would be a, a good line to use. And if you got a question... I may just pluck it. I may go, hey, hey, I like that. I like that. I'll go with that. So uh, feel free to feel free to use that if you would, uh, if you so choose. All right, Aaron, what else do you have in Campus Confidential? Between the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve, the college football playoff semifinals recorded the lowest combined ratings in CFP history, according to Sports Business Journal. The Cotton Bowl between Alabama and Cincinnati drew 16.1 million viewers. The Orange Bowl between Michigan and Georgia pulled 16.5 million viewers. Previously, the lowest combined year came in 2015. Uh, On New Year's Eve in 2015, Alabama beat Michigan State. Clemson defeated Oklahoma. Uh, The the latter game holding the lowest television ratings for an individual college playoff semifinal with 15.7 million. This season's figures are down significantly from last year. Both took place on New Year's Day as opposed to this year's games on New Year's Eve, which obviously is the main reason why the ratings were down, because they put them on New Year's Eve, which fell on a Friday in Alabama and Cincinnati, even though a lot of people were off, a lot of people weren't, and Cincinnati and Alabama were playing on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, bottom line to me is if you got a good football game, you're going to get good ratings. That time of year, New Year's Eve, most everybody's taking off work. They're not like us, Aaron. They, uh, I mean, now they, they all work harder than we do, but they don't. They're not like working at strange hours on a holiday like us. All right, and uh, I, I'll just speak for myself, Aaron. They may not. They may work the same as you. I'll just. I'll go ahead and admit they work harder than I do. Uh, but I. I think uh, next year's, as you said, is going to be. It's going to be New Year's Eve, but it'll be on a Saturday. Is that going to help it some? Maybe. I don't think much. I think the, the situation is either of those games are good games. You get a big rating. If they're bad clunkers, and somebody did the stat for me, of all the semifinal games that have been played since 2013 or whenever this started, maybe it was 2014, but whenever all this stuff started, there have been like three close games. Okay, there have been a lot of clunkers along the way. So, really, that's, that's the part. It, I don't think it's so much about 
Friday or Saturday or New Year's Eve or whatever. I mean, I, I would think New Year's Day when you had – uh, Aaron, have the Rose Bowl numbers come out or have you not seen them yet? I mean, that ended up being a, being a tremendous game. I just wonder what those numbers were. I will look, but I haven't seen any, any numbers for okay. the Rose Bowl yet. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that will tell you everything. If on a Saturday the Rose Bowl or the Sugar Bowl with Baylor and uh, uh, with Baylor and Ole Miss, if those numbers are way up there, I'm not saying they're going to be up there with the semifinals, but if they're close, I think it'll just tell you that listen, people just want to see really good football in the holidays, and they're going to tune out if if you have some horrible games. And both of those games were bad. I mean, there's just no sugarcoating that. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us? We mentioned it in the last segment, but Baylor women's basketball tomorrow against TCU has been postponed. Uh, According to the Big 12 Conference, citing the Leeds COVID-19 game thresholds, there's no word on whether Sunday's game against Texas will be impacted. Baylor's coming off a 68-59 loss at K-State to open the Big 12 and drop them to 10-3 on the year, a game where they only had seven players available. Baylor currently, as I said, scheduled to play against Texas Sunday at 2 p.m. We will see. Um, whether that is affected by the, uh, uh, <coughs> sorry, had a little, had a little uh, flashback to you. Yes. Catch you some Mosley there. You're fine. For you're many, fine. from many, many miles away. But uh, I we could have just started talking, but I kind of <laughs> wanted to write it out, see what was going on with you. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we, we will see though whether the uh, the uh, game Sunday against Texas at 2 p.m. is affected. All right, now University of Texas, of course, they've got um, they they hired a big time coach in Vic Schaefer, and they're really hoping to run this conference. And I know they they thought they were going to be battling Kim Mulkey and, and all that, so they're all trying to take advantage of the transition. I think Nikki's going to be fine, and Nikki does her weekly show. The reason we're not going to have Nikki on at her usual five o'clock time is quite honestly, I think they were all finding this thing out about the COVID and the game being called off right before we were going to tape today. So they said she had something come up, and then soon after that um, they had the announcement that the, uh, the Baylor had COVID issues. So um, that is the reason the TCU game has been postponed, and then we'll see what happens at uh, the Texas game. Omicron's been a little different. Testing has been a little different. I think they have a better chance of coming back quicker, but I still would only give the Texas game about a 70, 30, and only a 30% chance that it'll happen. I really think that game might end up getting postponed as well as the Bears try to recover. And I think uh, we're fortunate that um, they did change up the rule. Some of these things were destined to be forfeits under the old rules. And the Big 12 got together and said, hey, I don't think we want to cause, you know, make everybody have forfeits for this. Let's go back to just postponing and trying to reschedule these games. I think the good thing is TCU's close. They hadn't flown in, so they were they were drive in. So there's no there's nothing there's no real huge imposition to TCU except they just don't get to play in the game, and uh, and we'll see when that next game is, and then uh, of course we'll let, we'll keep you updated on when the Texas game happens. Aaron, we good? You got anything else you wanted to say? I have some other stuff, but we have the voice of the Dallas Cowboys coming up, so let's get to that. All right, we can do that. Uh, we're going to uh, talk to Brad Sham, radio voice of the Cowboys. He will join us next. 
recently on Game Time. We welcome in the head coach of the number one ranked Baylor Bears, Coach Scott Rue. Most importantly, we got the win, and uh, uh, that helped us uh, earn number one ranking for the third straight year, and uh, only us in Gonzaga out of 358 schools have been able to do that. And if you go in the last six years, uh, Duke, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, the only ones to be ranked uh, number one uh, four out of six years. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. And now, a Best Fiends affirmation. Follow your own path. Let your roommate Lisa get up at 5 a.m. for that virtual spin class on her stationary bike while you lay in bed and get to level 2,345 on Best Fiends. Pedaling gets you nowhere, Lisa. Play Best Fiends, the brain-boosting five-star rated puzzle game. Download free from the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Play Best Fiends. Download free. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Aries Building Systems in Troy, a manufacturer of modular buildings, is now hiring for the following positions. Electricians, plumbers, carpenters, framers, painters, junior buyer, forklift material handlers, and purchasing manager. Aries Buildings has full-time positions, great benefits, and a backlog of work. To apply, stop by 1919 Mueller in Troy or email aharris at ariesbuildings.com. Aries Building Systems in Troy. Don't wait. Apply today. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanek, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. 
Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Third and five. They got to get to the 15-yard line. Snap is back. Blitz again. Deep fade left side. Gallup caught it. Backs in. Touchdown. Uh, Brad Sham on 105.3, the fan flagship for the Cowboys, the voice of the Cowboys, and now you get to hear from the man himself. Brad, happy new year, and uh, good to good to have you today. Appreciate you being on with us. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me. Happy new year to you. And uh, we it uh, that call, sadly, the other day, led uh, Gallup ends up with the injury, and so We'll see, and uh, that's a strange thing going into free agency like that. Uh, we'll see what the Cowboys are able to do with him. What do you think, Brad, of this decision? So far, it sounds like the Cowboys are going to load up and go play to win the game, as some famous coach once said, um, in, against um, Philadelphia. Given where this team is and, and the way they've been playing kind of up and down recently, do you, do you think that is the best uh, scenario for them? Well, I, I think they need to work, uh, certainly on offense. Um, but I, I would say let's see what the uh, Eagles do. They've got 12 guys on the COVID list uh, who went on yesterday. Now, if they're vaccinated with a five-day window, some of them could come back. But there's some pretty big guys like uh, uh, Kelsey, the center, and uh, – Cox, the defensive tackle, and two two big guys in the secondary, and I mean it's some of their important players. If they're playing all backups, then um, I I don't know that I would play my guys the whole game, and I don't know if I'd play them the whole game anyway. Now you know it's not you you've got 48 players, so you you just you can't play all third stringers. But I I would like to see the offense function a little bit. I'd like to see the defense get after it. And and then I might find some time for some backup players and uh, try to keep the guys I'm going to need the next week out of harm's way as much as possible. All right. I, I, I wanted to kind of see where it landed with you, some of those comments about the officiating after the game the other night. Um, it, it always sounds a little like excuse-making, uh, at least to my ear. When I hear things like that, I know uh, I saw uh, Babe Laufenberg tweeted about it hey you're leading the league in penalties at some point you got to look in the mirror some mirror some of this is on you where did some of that uh, did that do you do you see that as just kind of heat of the moment stuff or does that not sit well with you when you hear players start pointing at the officials after a game oh there's probably a little of both matt um i i would like to know if uh they were discouraged from saying anything like that um, I understand their frustration. Uh, 
but the, the officials are not why they lost the game. I think Babe is right. When you're leading the league in penalties and second in the league in penalty yardage, that all didn't just happen to you right then. I, I think there was one game this year, the Las Vegas game on Thanksgiving, where the officiating was just egregiously bad. And uh, and I think there are some there's some evidence of it, and and it probably cost them a chance to win. I would say that um, there were certainly some calls that hurt them the other day. There were also a couple that probably hurt the Cardinals. And um, if you keep every call just like it was and every other mistake just like it was, and you kick a 43-yard field goal and don't fumble the ball in the fourth quarter and give up three more, you're going to win the game. So I, I think it's, it's understandable, the frustration's palpable, but pointing the finger at the officials for why they lost the game is misdirected, and I really do think they need to look in the mirror about that. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree. Talking to Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, ESPN Central Texas is the Matt Mosley show. Brad, um, we thought maybe this whatever the so-called slump that the whole media started talking about with Dak that had ended with Washington. He had a great game. I guess like a lot of people in that game the other day, he seemed to have kind of an uneven performance. He fumbled the ball, wasn't always accurate. As you as you head toward the playoffs, where are you right now with this quarterback? I mean, I, I think we would agree this guy's a great leader. The players respond to him in a lot of ways. Yet his play has just simply not been on point in some time, with maybe the exception of that one game. Where where are you with this quarterback? And do you have hope that he could maybe you know click it in here headed into the playoffs? Well, yes, I have that hope. Um, I, I think he could quarterback my team. He clearly has not been his very best, but we, in my opinion, Matt, we uh, run the risk of uh, acting like we know what we're talking about incorrectly when we blame everything on the quarterback. We don't know. Uh, there was one route that comes to my mind in the first quarter. might have been a third down. Uh, he just threw the ball like completely behind Cooper. I don't know if Cooper – I know there was a miscommunication, but I don't know who miscommunicated. So it, sometimes it's it, it's all on the quarterback, and it's not his fault. Uh, there were a number of times that uh, I think they had four or five batted passes. Sometimes the other guy makes a good play. And then I think that um, – and, and I do think, having watched most of the offensive tape, I think that they're, they still need to be blocking better. Uh, there are two other things that – kind of make me scratch my head one is and i said this on the air in our broadcast a guy in their building not a coach or player who knows way more than i will ever know suggested to me about three weeks ago that uh, they might be a little more efficient and better in the running game if they got under center more and out of the shotgun some and uh, they did that against washington and they did not try to do that uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, Mike McCarthy said yesterday it was because of the choppiness of the game and all of the penalties, but a whole bunch of those penalties were on third down. They mm -hmm. they kind of looked like they were going into one of their hurry-up modes uh, early in the game, and then they got away from it. And I don't understand why they didn't do it more because that's what they had 
done to put them in such a comfort zone against Washington. Also, by the way, parenthetically, let's remember that they weren't playing Washington. That, that was a different team and a better team. And it's a team that's going to be even better in personnel when they play them in two weeks. So I, I think that there's the, there's the hurry up, there's the under center. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that whatever Vance Joseph, the Cardinals defensive coordinator, dialed up, he was able to confuse the offense. I know one thing that I see a lot of looking at the tape is they've got like nine men in the box, and at the snap of the ball, five of them are bailing out and dropping into coverage. And there were many, many times when he had uh, a two- or three-man route covered by six defenders. And so that's going to make it a little hard on the quarterback, and the quarterback's always going to get the blame. And that's fine. He, he understands that. It's part, of the, it's part of the game. And it's correct that he hasn't been his sharpest. But I do think there are a lot of reasons for that, not just the quarterback. And I've seen what he can do. So, yes, I, I, I have hope that he, can, he and the whole offense uh, can perform a little bit better. They also – Pollard had 19 snaps. I don't know why he didn't have more than 19 snaps, if he, unless, mm-hmm. unless his foot was bothering him, which it didn't look like it was when he was running. Um, he was listed as limited in their practice today. But, um, I mean, he's been one of their best weapons. I, I would think – I don't think that he has to have the bulk of the snaps, but I do think that uh, more than 19 might be called, four out of 66. What do you like when you watch the uh, film? Do you like that all 22? Do you get some special access to, like, coaches' film? What do you uh, – when you're breaking it down and taking a peek, what, what angles are, are you liking to, uh, to, to, to watch? Yeah, I do like to watch – I mean, I'll watch the TV copy of the other team. But mm-hmm. uh, for the Cowboys, I do like to watch the, the coaches' tape when I can get access to it because you get the all 22 and then you get the end zone view, which is really good for – watching line play on both sides of the ball and the running game, and it's very instructive. You know, Brian Broaddus once tried to, when his son was really young, tried to kind of walk me through a bunch of uh, video and uh, and break it down and, and teach a young Mosley uh, what, what I was looking at. And I think at some point he looked back, and I was just back there playing with his kid. Uh, and uh, it, I think he realized maybe I was a lost cause in that area. It's a it's a very instructive way to look at a game, and um, fans watch a game on television, mm-hmm. uh, and some of them now because there's some of this all twenty two tape that's available to anybody with a credit card. Um, yeah. A lot of them watch it and think they know what they're looking at, and <laughs> sometimes I, I I don't know what a coverage is. I don't know what route. Um, a guy was supposed to run and didn't. I don't know what the quarterback saw when I look at it, and I say, why didn't he throw to that guy or throw it earlier? But, uh, you know, you don't know what he saw or what his instructions were. And so there's a lot that goes into it, but I find that watching that tape is really instructive and asking questions when, when you don't know. That's, all, that's also a pretty good idea. Talking to Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys. Brad, I, I assume you got to know John Madden over the years when he would come into town, and he, of course, loved Coppell Deli, which they uh, they had some uh, their breakfast sandwiches. They put a lot of bacon, a lot of cheese, lots of eggs, all those types of things. It's things, Brad, you and I are trying to avoid uh, at this state, uh, stage in our careers. But uh, 
what did uh, what do you remember most about uh, John Madden and, and even you as a student of the broadcasting game wh- when he first started broadcasting? Uh, what what did you sort of take from you know just what what did you think of his style? I thought it was unique, and uh, John was I was privileged to be around him a few times. You know, we'd run into them quite a bit because they did so many Cowboy games, especially in the 90s. But um, I, I'd, like to th- I'd like to think that I could call him friend. And um, I actually did a game with John once. Um, this this, this uh, story got uh, tweeted about and uh, posted but um, because, because I happened to be in the public relations director, Rich Dalrymple's office the other day when he was on the phone with Peter King, and I told Peter this story, and um, and he said he was going to write about it in his column, which he did. Um, it's John, it, the first year that Aikman retired, we needed a um, color analyst for the first preseason game because Babe was doing the game on television. And it was Rich who said, well, the game was in Oakland. And Rich said, well, John's usually there. He's got a suite. Maybe he'd do it. So we asked him, and he said, sure. I mean, I knew him at that point. I knew him fairly well. And um, he said, sure. And he, John came into the booth, first preseason game, first game of the Quincy Carter era. <laughs> and uh, and John comes in uh, in – uh, in a backwards cap and overalls and Velcroed shoes, unvelcroed, and he was just as comfortable as could be. And I believe that he has told people through time that it was one of the most enjoyable games he ever did because he did not have a producer in his ear telling him what he had to say. He could talk <laughs> about anything he wanted to talk about. He also he did say Early in the game, he said, well, the Cowboys are going left to right on your radio dial, and I've always wanted to say that. And uh, he got a big <laughs> giggle out of that. I gave him a um, – early in the game, I, I, I handed him an Etch-A-Sketch. And he said, what's this for? I said, well, I know you're used to a Telestrator. We don't really have a Telestrator in here or use for one, but I thought maybe on this Etch-A-Sketch you could draw whatever you wanted, and he, had, he got a big <laughs> kick out of that. And uh, and then we were right about the two minute warning. Remember, it's the first preseason game, and we're just having fun. And John was having fun, which w- it was impossible not to have fun around him anyway. And uh, we got to a, the two minute warning, hit a little lull, and kind of out of nowhere, apropos of nothing, John said, uh, "Troy Aikman." And I thought, uh oh. And I said, uh, John, you know, Troy's not here. He retired. He said, no, I know. But I didn't think it'd be right to have the whole evening go by without anybody mentioning Troy Aikman, so I thought I would do it. <laughs> it's, really, it's really one of the great, uh, most fun highlights of my work life, Matt. He was a guy who, and I did a number of shows, talk shows with John, and ran into him once or twice in Las Vegas at a fight. Uh, he was a big fight fan. And uh, he he just was kind of who he appeared to be, but he had such a big heart and and was really good to everyone. He treated everyone the same, whether whatever they did, whoever they were, they were important to him. And he was a joy to be around. And, and a lot of guys tried to copy his style. A lot of guys at Fox tried to copy his style as analysts. And they all swung and missed because there's only one John. 
Did you ever climb on the cruiser to just take a get take on a the look bus. around? Never had a chance to get on the bus. Okay. All right. Well, that uh, that was it. it. You know you're big time when you can just demand to. Uh, uh, you don't want to take airplanes anymore. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna travel on a bus. And, yeah. Uh, Similarly, <laughs> you know, uh, my my friend Troy Aikman, he he travels on his own airplane, and he's not the only one. There's a lot of guys who do that. You can be big time and still fly. Well, I mean, have you thought about doing that, Brad? Yeah. Do you know what those things cost? <laughs> Only Aikman and Romo are making that kind of money. Troy would actually like you enough to, if, if he's doing a Cowboys game, you could hop right there on with him, I bet. But uh, if I wanted to do that, I could probably ask him for yeah. a ride, and I could probably get one. But yeah. um, I don't. First of all, then you'd have to come back with him, and he leaves <laughs> right after the game, and he also comes in. <laughs> Right before the game, so oh, okay. I require a little more time. <laughs> I know you like to get prepped and get that prep board and all the things. I've peeked in your room before, uh, yeah. Brad. I appreciate you uh, appreciate you doing this, and uh, uh, you know, everybody in Central Texas loves listening to you. And by the way, we're celebrating a Sugar Bowl championship, uh, and of course, we have a national championship men's team. So uh, pretty uh, pretty heady times for for my alma mater. Yeah, I, I, I uh, watched that Sugar Bowl game. Very happy for what that program has done. And I, as you know, I've done a number of Baylor basketball games in Coach Drew's tenure. Big fan of what he's done. And it's I'm looking forward to watching them again try to defend that national championship this year. It'll be a lot of fun. Thank you, Brad. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Matt. There he goes. Brad Champ, voice of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, joining us. Um, and uh, always good to catch up with Brad and see what's on his mind. All right, uh, Baylor getting ready to play at 6. We got a quick little, um, oh, we'll do, do a dismount now and uh, say goodnight to you because we got the Baylor pregame show coming up. Baylor in Oklahoma tip off at uh, 6 o'clock tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Michael Gallup's season is over with a knee injury, which means Cedric Wilson will step up in Saturday's finale as well as the playoff stretch. You'll hear from Wilson after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. 
Adding injury to the insult of Sunday's loss to Arizona, wide receiver Michael Gallup's season is over because of a torn ACL. Without Gallup, Dallas turns once again to Cedric Wilson, the versatile four-year veteran who already has 40 catches and four TDs this year. He's also three of three on pass completions, including a long one to Tony Pollard Sunday. He's ready every time his numbers call, but this news is tough because of the bond he has with Gallup. That's like my brother off the field. One of my closest friends, we hang out all the time, so it's my job to help him. This is a short week for Wilson and the Cowboys. This weekend's regular season finale has been moved to Saturday night. The Eagles added 12 players on the COVID list, including pro bowlers Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and low temperatures falling to around 41 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow, 64 the high. A cold front moves through tomorrow night. So on Thursday, we'll see mostly sunny skies and it'll be much, much cooler with a high of only 48. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. All right, uh, our friends uh, John Morris, uh, Pat Nunley, everybody will be alongside to get you ready for Baylor basketball. That'll start up at about 5.30. The pregame show, 6 o'clock is tip-off. Bears against Oklahoma. Oklahoma much improved with Porter Moser coming over from uh, Loyola of Chicago and uh, Sister Jean oh love Sister Jean love the story love everything about her and uh, that was uh, that, that was a fun story but Porter has uh, left for Norman and now he is in Waco Texas and uh, we'll have uh, Fran Priscilla on soon to talk about it and talk about his uh, thoughts on the uh, on the uh, Baylor program right now and some of the other programs uh, Texas uh, beat a shorthanded West Virginia the other night. And uh, Texas Tech's kind of hanging in there, hanging around. I think last I looked, they were about number 25 in the country. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. K-State looks improved to me. Weber's got that thing going a little bit. And then Iowa State. But um, the whole conference is much better. There's just uh, last year there were two extremely easy outs. Uh, the... Uh, Kansas State program and Iowa State, they were just both horrible. And now the other teams were, for the most part, pretty good. Texas was just eh, kind of blah. Baylor uh, then went into uh, COVID for a while but emerged from it and found their footing. 
Uh, we'll never know. They might have just won every game last year, if not for COVID. But all that mattered is they went on and won a national title. Now, a couple of teams in the Big 12 have played Gonzaga. Um, I think the Longhorns played and got beat. And I want to say Texas Tech played Gonzaga as well and, and also uh, were beaten by it. Now, Kansas may have. Kansas has played some pretty good teams. And Kansas has looked, has looked really good. Right now, I would say in the conference, Baylor is the best. I would put Kansas next. And uh, it's hard after that. Maybe maybe Texas, but maybe Tech. A lot, of, a lot of schools are kind of packed in there tightly. Maybe even Iowa State. We'll see how they do. All right, it is time. Baylor pregame is next. Enjoy the game. Tip-off is at 6 o'clock. And uh, you can hear it on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron and I will be back tomorrow at our usual time, 4 o'clock. Everybody have a great evening. Sick'em Bears. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Baylor Athletics on the Tuesday afternoon, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor men's basketball, number one in the nation, undefeated on the year, back in action tonight in the Farrell Center 